It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And do you feel that chill in the air? Yes, fall is right around the corner, winter is in our sights, and many other things. And with all that cool weather, let's also keep it tropical, a little bit of heat, with a little bit of cold. And yes, you can't believe, but Jamaica has a bobsled team. And this week for show number 86, for the week of September 18th, 2014, we're taking you back to that 1993 Walt Disney Pictures classic Cool Runnings, as we have none other than Leon. Yes, you may know him as Darice from the awesome Disney classic film Cool Runnings. And Leon's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things that he's worked on. From Cliffhanger, he's a musical artist, Above the Rim, In Living Color, Oz, The infamous Madonna music video, and of course, Walt Disney Pictures' Cool Runnings. And Leon's going to stop in and share some great stories, what it was like, you know, working on this film, Cool Runnings, that is based upon a true story, as well as with the late John Candy. In addition, we have the D-Team back. Yes, no show would be complete without the D-Team here. And you have questions, and he has answers. And Aaron's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions with I Want to Know. We also have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDWNT. And let's take a trip down the musical soundtrack side of Disney. And since we have Cool Runnings, we have some great Jamaican music as it had an awesome soundtrack. And we have Paige back with the Magical Music Review. And let's go down into the vault. And this week, Jason's going to head on down and give you another DVD and Blu-ray that you want to add to your collection this week. And let's not forget what's going on this week within the Disney company in terms of history. A look back at all the things that made this company what it is with This Week in Disney History as Nathan's going to bring you all those tidbits as well. There's tons of news hot off the D-wire from Frozen, music, movies, the parks, DVDs, Blu-rays, and all kinds of things on the horizon. So all of you D-heads, as we're ready to hit our bobsled and go on down, Jamaica has that bobsled team. But before I kick off this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. And at DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip by purchasing points from Vacation Club members. If you ever wanted to stay at the Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Animal Kingdom, and many other great resorts, this is your chance you can purchase those points at DVC-Rental.com and save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip. So definitely check them out, the official sponsors here at DizRadio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, the chill is in the air. We have a bit of a Jamaican flair. There's a bobsled team on the horizon, and I am ready to officially kick off show number 86 for the week of September 18th, 2014. Be right back, all of you D-heads.
zigging, you zagging. Oh, <laughs> Always remember, your bones will not break in a bobsled. <laughs> no, no, they shatter. So, who wants in? We're looking for a sponsor for the first Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> Their dream was to compete in the Olympics. But they chose a sport they knew nothing about. Great. Very good. In a climate they had never been. Cold weather endurance is vital to building a successful sled team. This is the true story of four unlikely athletes. How about I beat your butt right now? How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? Who weren't prepared for what they were about to face. It's a beautiful afternoon in Calgary. And there is a lot more coming up. Is this whole thing a big joke? I can't get my helmet on. Oh, thanks, coach. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? Leave the Bob setting to the real man. You know you're gonna have to do this on your own one day. Oh, you have no business here, Jamaica. People are always afraid of what's different. Now, 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 now! God! But they found in each other. Do you really expect these Jamaicans to qualify? The courage to give it their all. Not only are they gonna qualify, they're gonna turn some heads doing it. I see pride. I see power. And they took the whole world along for the ride. <laughs> is to follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Walt Disney Pictures presents... I am feeling very Olympic today. A story for anyone who dares to stand out in a crowd. I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from. And everyone with the courage... Cool Yes! ...to stand up for their dreams. How will I know if I'm enough? When you cross that finish line... Where did these guys come from? Jamaica! You'll know. Cool Runnings. So what are we going to name this sled? Tallulah. Tallulah. That's my mother's name. Tallulah. Come in, my Pajamas. I ride off. Hot potato. It's tickling my fancies. Speak up now, I can't hear you. Here on this mountain top, oh, I got some wild, wild life. I've got some news to tell you about some wild.
You're listening to Disney On Demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all VD heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 86 for the week of September 18th, 2014. And we are getting ready to head down in those bobsleds, have some fun, as we have Leon, yes, Doris from Cool Runnings, Leon and the Peoples, and many other television shows and movies stopping in here very soon. We have tons more from the D team and all kinds of things on the horizon here this week. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire here, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all the backlog of podcasts, the latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, if you want to get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android... Whatever way you choose to listen to our show, you can get it at Stitcher Radio and also iTunes. Just search Diz Radio and subscribe right there. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into news hot off the D-wire, and we have a ton of things on the horizon. And, of course, everybody is talking about Frozen. And how about Kohl's Department Stores and Disney Interactive inviting Frozen fans to sing their hearts out for the American Music Awards? That's right, Kohl's Department Stores announced this week that a collaboration with Disney on a national call for a Sing Your Heart Out campaign. Now through September 29th, fans of the movie Frozen and aspiring singers nationwide can submit their videos of themselves singing Let It Go for a chance to be included in a Kohl's holiday commercial that is going to air during the 2014 American Music Awards broadcast. Now, as they have released, the American Music Awards kick off the most important time of the year for Kohl's, the holiday season, said Michelle Gass of Kohl's Chief Customer Officer. This year, we're excited to build upon our success partnership with Disney to connect customers in a fresh, relevant, and emotional way through the incredible phenomenon of the movie Frozen. Families will be sharing videos of their performances of the hit song Let It Go for a chance to star in our holiday campaign. We're also going to be engaging them through the selection process by providing them with opportunities to vote on which video will be included as well. So now through September 29th, videos can be submitted via Disney's new interactive site at Disney Applause app. Now, it's available for iOS and Android, and you can get it at Disney.com slash Frozen Friday. The finalist videos will be selected based on the following criteria. Musical talent, personality, and style, as well as creativity. Now, the winning singers will, in turn, have the opportunity to be featured in the spots that are going to air on Sunday, November 23rd, during this year's American Music Awards. Now, if you want to get more about it, all the official rules, and more, you can visit Disney.com slash Frozen Friday. 
Now, since we are talking about Disney, let's keep it with the small screen. And how about, you know, Disney Channel stars? And we all know the Disney Channel stars, especially if you have teens, tweens, Disney Junior fans in your house. And how about Disney starlet Olivia Holt, announced as the new face of Wallflower Jeans? That's right, Wallflower Jeans, an all-American junior's lifestyle brand, announced this week that Olivia Holt of Disney's I Didn't Do It is the new celebrity spokesperson. They have said officially that we are thrilled to bring a fresh face to the Wallflower Jeans brand, says Nathan, vice president of sales of Wallflower Jeans. Olivia's dedication and ambitious nature resonates with our customers, and we're proud to have her as part of the Wallflower family. Now, in addition to her lead role on the Disney Channel show I Didn't Do It and releasing an all-new single, Olivia is making a name for herself in fashion as well. She is regularly featured in the top teen magazines and sites such as Seventeen, Teen Vogue, and Just Jared Jr. and Teen.com. Now, Olivia has also been honored with the best dressed by the following teen magazines, Tiger Beat, J14, M Magazine, and many others. As she has said, I am so excited to kick off the school year and being the face of Wallflower Jeans. My style is simple and sophisticated, and I love wearing clothes that show confidence. Whether I'm wearing a pair of jeans or a top, the line has something for everybody. Now you can check out more about this at wallflowerjeans.com. Now, since we are talking about how you can go out to the stores and purchase things, how about Target stores and how about the holiday season and toys? Yes, this week Target has officially revealed the top toys for the upcoming holiday season, including My Size Frozen Characters and the Doc McStuffins McMobile. Yes, Target Corporation unveiled its annual list of top toys for the upcoming holidays, as well as a new and expanded assortment of boutique brand toys that are designed to inspire creative play. Now, through partnerships with dozens of specialty toy brands, including Wonderology, Hap, Mindware, as well as Disney, Target is offering hundreds of toys in stores and at Target.com for this new season. Now, the boutique brand toys focus on a variety of different play patterns and more. Now, one of this year's top toy trends is to focus on how creative play can help children's development in life. It also increases exploration and help them recognize their abilities to function in the world, said Ken Steeter, Vice President of Strategic Communications of the Toy Industry Association. Now, as they approach the holidays, they have a full, full list. Now, I'm not going to go through all this list, especially because some of it does, has nothing to do with Disney, but let me tell you, my kids are going to be excited. There's stuff from Ninja Turtles, Legos, Nerf, Razor, Apple, Xbox, you name it. But some of the ones on the Disney list is, of course, the Disney Frozen My Size Dolls. That is a Target exclusive, and it will be available starting September 21st. There's also a variety of things, including Disney Infinity with 2.0 Marvel superheroes, as well as the Doc McStuffins Doc McMobile playset. So Target Corporation just releasing that whole list. And if you want to find the list, you can find it on our website at disradio.com. We have the full list right there in our news feed. Now, moving forward here and talking about helping kids develop and grow, here's something that my children are actively involved in and 4-H. And how about the National 4-H Council connecting youth to the environment with the support of Disney? Yes, the National 4-H Council, with the support from Disney, announced this week that Connection Urban Youth to the Environment, an all-new program that helps youth in urban communities discover and protect nature. Now, Connecting showcases a fun, interactive program in six urban areas throughout the United States, focusing on Los Angeles, 
Orange County, Orlando, Honolulu, New York, and Texas. Now, they're going to have a variety of different components, including exploring your environment, ecosystem services, exploring the environment, Earth's capacity, and exploring the environment, Capstone event. Now, as they have stated here, young people benefit tremendously from being more aware of the environment and how they can make a positive impact on it, said Jennifer, president and CEO of the National 4-H Council. With their strong commitment to connecting young people to nature, we can't think of a better collaboration for this exciting new initiative than Disney. Now with these new initiatives, there's going to be a variety of different things with hands-on activities where they're going to learn how to live and non-living organisms interact within our ecosystem. You'll also have where the youth are going to become more familiar with the environmental stewardship by learning scientific research techniques, responsible practices, and innovative technologies, as well as at the end of each site's program, youth will be able to participate in a capstone event, such as a skillathon, to demonstrate the knowledge that they have gained and provide additional hands-on opportunities to help them share with their families and their communities. Now, if you want to find out more about this, I highly suggest 4-H. You know, before my kids were involved with it, I thought 4-H was just a bunch of farmer kids. I thought it was, it goes beyond just that. But if you want to find out more about this, definitely visit www.4h.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash 4-H. Now, moving aside from nature and all that stuff, let's get to technology. Yes, something all of you love. And how about winning prizes as well as the newest Disney movie? Yes, heroes are now wanted as XPRIZE is launching a video contest for 8 to 17-year-olds to form the real-life Big Hero 6. Yes, XPRIZE has joined forces with the Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures and Disney Corporate Citizenship for a launch of a nationwide video contest designed to find the real-life counterparts to the animated heroes that will soon burst onto the screen in Big Hero 6, which is coming November 7th, 2014. Now, the Disney Big Hero 6 X-Prize Challenge invites young people between the ages of 8 to 17 to harness their creativity and come up with innovative ideas to tackle the world's biggest challenges using science, technology, engineering, art, or mathematics. Now, the six winners, the real-life Big Hero 6, will travel to Los Angeles to walk the red carpet at the film's Hollywood premiere in early November, go behind the scenes and meet the creative minds both at the Walt Disney Animation Studios and Walt Disney Imagineering, as well as join a special visioneering experience at the XPRIZE headquarters. Now, there's going to be a variety of different things, including 20 finalists that are going to be selected, and they're going to be scored from a variety of different judges as well. Now, the Walt Disney president of Walt Disney Animation Studios said, we are thrilled to work with XPRIZE to find the real-life young heroes whose desire is to tackle the world's greatest challenges. It's an honor for us at the Walt Disney Animation Studios to welcome them at our studio and at our premiere of Big Hero 6. Now, in addition to a trip to Los Angeles, the six winners will receive reimbursement of one registration for first Lego League for the competition season for 2014 to 2015 in USA or Canada. And you're also going to receive a NASA space kit and CloudBit starter kit. So there's a variety of different things, ways they can participate with this. And if you want to find out more and see how you can enter this, definitely check them out at Disney.com slash Big Hero 6. Now, getting back to Frozen, because, come on, we just can't have enough Frozen news, right? How about Disney releasing a Frozen wedding dress? Now, I've been married for 10 years, together with my wife for almost 14, so we're well beyond wedding dresses, but I do have two little girls. But Disney is releasing a Frozen wedding dress now. For all you grown-up women who want to dress like Elsa from Frozen on your wedding day, this is exactly for you. Frozen mania has now peaked with the announcement of an amusement ride taking place in the form of Maelstrom as well as the Elsa wedding dress. 
Now, I'm not going to go through and describe this. You can find it online in a variety of different places, but it is definitely different, and now you can wear something. I mean, they've already had a variety of these before that were inspired by Disney princesses like Ariel, Jasmine, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, and now they're adding Elsa as well to the mix. Now, getting back to the small screen here, how about the Disney Channel, and how about OK has an exclusive? Yes, they have now released the first photo of Debbie Ryan as Disney's Jessie in her wedding gown, since we're talking about weddings. Yes, sure, Jessie is a popular, fantastic Disney Channel show, but now Jessie's wedding is coming very soon. And Debbie Ryan, who plays Jessie on the hit Disney Channel show, is getting in her wedding dress. Now, Disney will be airing Jessie's four-part wedding special starting this upcoming week. Now, Jessie is the youngest character ever on the network to potentially get married. So this is pretty exciting for the network and Disney Channel. And OK has your exclusive first look at her wedding dress. And it looks fantastic. She definitely is fitting the role and falling into place. Now, Jessie's actual wedding won't air until October, but be sure to tune in every single week as it's going to be a four-part series beginning this Friday, September 19th at 8 p.m. on the Disney Channel to see Jessie's road to the altar. Now... Since we're talking about weddings and women and Disney Channel and Frozen, how about Mayim Bialik? Yes, from Blossom. You may remember that we had six from Blossom here on the show, and there's just been a variety of different things. I'm not going to go through and read all this or go through it all, but Mayim Bialik has mentioned that she really hates Disney's Frozen, and she calls it sexist and anti-feminist. Yes, Mayim Bialik really hates Frozen and isn't afraid so. The actress wrote a huge blog about how she thinks the 2013 Disney film is pretty much sexist and anti-feminist, and her problems are a variety of different things. How romance is bad, how Frozen is being anti-men, how Frozen is being anti-feminist, how there's so many different things wrong with this film. Now, I'm not going to go through and read her blog about this, but let's just say, I mean, it's a movie. Just relax, take a breath, and uh, maybe go back to your Blossom days and not the Big Bang Theory. Now, getting back to Big Hero 6, you know, I I don't know how I overlooked this one, but how about a 4D Big Hero 6 preview coming to Disneyland on September 26th? Yes, two of the most recent Disney movies, Guardian of the Galaxy and Maleficent, were both massive hits. Among them, few of the things those films have in common is they were both held as 4D previews at Disneyland and California Adventure in Anaheim, California. Now, this probably didn't have any direct effect on the success of the films, but hey, why fix it? Because Disney has announced that they're going to give the same 4D sneak preview treatment to their next big film, Big Hero 6. Now, the Disney Parks blog did break the news earlier this week, which is going to start on September 26th at the Magic Eye Theater in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. Yes, that means all the diehard fans are going to have to wait to see Captain EO return once again as it's going to be encompassing that theater. Now, in both cases with Maleficent and Guardians of the Galaxy, about 15 minutes of the film were shown following a montage from the rest of the movie. Now, each has smoke, water, rumbling effects to bring the audience into the film. For Maleficent, it was a scene where the character visits the kingdom and curses the princess. For Guardians, it was the opening credit sequence where Star-Lord dances his way to the orb. Now, the plot description for Big Hero 6 is going to be released, and if you want to find out more, now you can get it and see it that first 15 minutes in Tomorrowland Theater in 4D starting September 26th. Now, staying on Big Hero 6, how about Big Hero 6 merchandise and toys are now available at the Disney Store website? Yes, it is that time again to shop for the next Disney animated movie, Big Hero 6. And over at Disney's online store at DisneyStore.com, toys and merchandise are now beginning to show up again. From action figures, plushies, 
bags, device sleeves, cases, mugs, stationery, infinity figures, clothing, gray hoodies, and many other things. Big Hero 6 is alive and present at DisneyStore.com. Now, the movie is opening on November 7th, but it is coming up very soon, and now you can go ahead and start purchasing those in time for the holiday season. Now, all of you D-heads, we still have some more Disney news on the horizon here, but I'm going to go through a couple of Blu-ray and DVDs that you may have overlooked. And how about some that are getting released? And how about February 3rd, 2015, as 101 Dalmatians, the Diamond Edition, is going to be hitting Blu-ray. On November 4th, 2014, Planes, Fire, and Rescue is going to be hitting Blu-ray. Also on November 4th, you're going to have Maleficent on Blu-ray. And here's one that I know I want to add to my collection, even though I already have it on DVD. November 4th as well, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and Twice Upon a Christmas combo pack is coming on Blu-ray as well. Now you are also going to be able to get on October 7th, Sleeping Beauty on Blu-ray once again. And how about the Million Dollar Arm coming on Blu-ray on October 7th as well. Now here's one that may have just slipped under the radar. And I know the D-Team, especially Aaron as well as myself, are going to love this one as well. And how about the Apple Dumpling Gang getting a 40th anniversary Blu-ray exclusive release. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, there's still more news on the horizon. We have the D-Team here. We have Caitlin stopping in with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts with WDW and 2. We also have Nathan back with This Week in Disney History. Aaron's going to dip his hand in the virtual mailbag and answer all those questions and I want to know. And we're also gearing up for that bobsled team, the Jamaican Man. We're going to have none other than Leon stopping in here from Cool Runnings very soon as well. So before I release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. And at DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% and Vacation at Disney where you can purchase unused points from Vacation Club members. If you ever wanted to stay at the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, Animal Kingdom, and all those fantastic resorts that the Vacation Club members get to go at, now you can purchase those unused points and save up to 60% on your next trip and stay at the most magical of places at the Walt Disney World Resort. And definitely check them out, the official sponsors of DizRadio.com, DVC-Rental.com. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D team, and and uh, you know what? I think I'm going to have to make a homemade Dole Whip here sometime soon. I just, I'm feeling the urge. So, with that, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Tiki Room. Be right back, all VD heads. All the birds sing words, and the flowers croon in the Tiki 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 Room. <laughs> Ticket, 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 ticket. 
measuring clean Because if we don't make you feel like that We gonna wind up on a lady's hat Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. That's a bobsled. Oh, so a bobsled is a push cart with no wheels. That's what it looks like here. Let me see that. All right. The key elements for a successful sled team are a steady driver and three strong runners to push off down the ice. Ice. winter sport you know you mean winter as in ice baby you mean winter as in igloos and eskimos and penguins and ice possibly see you Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2 a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks well friends, the time has come to say goodbye to Maelstrom in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot. If you haven't heard, the attraction will soon close to be transformed into a frozen attraction. While most kids will be thrilled, I know there are some hardcore Disney Parks fans who will be pretty sad to see the classic Maelstrom go, so make sure to get one last ride in if you can. You can also expect to see Frozen pop up in a few other areas this holiday season. The Frozen cast will join Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, and Elsa will have the honor of transforming Cinderella's castle into an ice palace every night. If you'll be going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this year, there's supposedly even more candy stops on the trick-or-treat path, 13 to be exact. And if you leave the park after the 8.30 Boutique Parade viewing, you're in for a surprise treat at the exit. We don't know what it is, but we've heard it's pretty great. In merchandise news, Cherry Tree Lane will be getting a brand new Vera Bradley print, a happy blue-colored Mickey and Minnie print called Disney Dreaming. All of their bag styles and accessories will be available in the adorable pattern beginning September 19th and will be online in late October. Also, if you're a Run Disney fan, the Goofy Give Back Run has just been announced, and there's limited space available. So check out RunDisney.com if you're interested for more information. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly! Thanks, Tempest. I'm right here in line for the world premiere of the Maelstrom Thrill Ride at Epcot's newest and 11th World Showcase Pavilion, Norway. You know, earlier, the pavilion was officially opened with a fabulous, and I mean fabulous, celebration, including the Royal Norwegian Guard Band and the World Dancers. And don't forget, too, we had a special dedication by the Crown Prince, Harald of Norway. Ladies and gentlemen, 
wishing the best of luck to Disney World and those who will be responsible for the operation of the pavilion, I hereby declare the Norway Pavilion open. Thank you. Hey, what an opening for that Norway Pavilion. And we'll be back to premiere that thrill ride in just a few minutes. But right now, here's Carol Burdett. This is a troll. And this is not a troll. This is Gita. And like all the townspeople in Epcot's Norway Pavilion, Gita is actually from Norway. Hey, do they have a 4th of July celebration in Norway? Yes, we have, but we have ours in May. Got everything, parades and everything, but not the fireworks. Oh, oh, my dear. Wherever you are, there are fireworks. You know, Gita is just one of the many reasons that the Norway Pavilion makes you feel like you're actually in Norway. thing, Gita. I'm here for the world premiere of the famous Molstrom Thrill Ride. Uh, do you think I should go in the first boat? No, it's not tough, not killer. Uh, I beg your pardon? That means either you have to be very brave or very foolish. Huh. Well, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make up my mind. Let's go from one beautiful lady to another. Here's Deidre Hall. Okay. Hey, you know, it's decision time, and Webster defines Maelstrom as a powerful, often violent whirlpool, sucking in objects within a given radius. To ride or not to ride? That is the question. I have the answer. No, I'm not riding. You ride. Good luck, guys. Here we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bon voyage. Good sweet. Bye-bye. Still to come on Walt Disney World's 4th of July Spectacular, the Maelstrom Thrill Ride. Rita Moreno, Tommy Toon, and performers from the world's largest cast salute America from Cinderella Castle. And Sandy Patty sings out the fourth in a fantastic fireworks finale. Hey, all right, looks like you made it. Maybe you got a little wet out there, huh? Hey, tell me, what'd you think about it? I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. It a great family ride, and I especially enjoyed the storm at the North Sea. Oh, that's fun. You like things like that. Uh -huh. Oh, boy, I'm glad I didn't go. But let's take a look at that ride for ourselves. Dynamite.
you know, that looks like something Jane and Bryant might enjoy, but not moi, because I'm your basic chicken. You know, on the Today Show, I had the pleasure of wishing a happy birthday to lots of wonderful ladies and gentlemen who've turned 100. Well, tonight, I have a special pleasure to wish a very special lady a very happy 212th birthday. Happy birthday, America. Hello there, Dreamfinder here. And uh, my friend Ron Schneider's got a wonderful book about me called From Dreamer to Dreamfinder that you should pick up. Uh, but in the meantime, you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> 21st century's here. It's time for the dream to come true. This glorious figment of one man's imagination. It started a long time ago, continued to flower and grow. From the marvelous mind of that magical man, now the theme of the dream and the fabulous plan are born and just bust in to get underway. And the 21st century begins today. The 21st century's now. There's history happening here. Before you, you see how the dream reached its culmination. The most thrilling sight one could see, with visions of things yet to be. A brilliant design of incredible scope, constructed of miracles, magic and hope. And a new kind of joy for this weary old sphere, and the 21st century begins right here. that you can touch and feel The world of Epcot's all around you But it's no fantasy No fantasy It's all Magnificent dream realized. But but maybe you're asking yourselves, well, what's an Epcot? Well, it's a good question. Is it just another amusement park? Mm. Number one, Epcot is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And number two, Epcot isn't just an anything. Ooh. Isn't just a resort, it isn't just a world's fair, not just a cavalcade of wizardry, technology, and flair. It's not just Epicurean displays by international gourmets where one can dine, lunch, munch, crunch for days and days and days. Not just a festival of music, dance, the arts, or education, nor a pageant for the senses sparked by wild imagination. Not just communication, nor the bounty of the land. Not just the world of motion, nor the ocean or the sand. It's not just transportation, nor light or sight or sound. Not just satellites in space, nor the fossils underground. Where Epcot is concerned, there ain't no just about it. Epcot isn't just in anything, it's everything and more. A great deal more than anything the world has seen before. The perfect planned community, the splendorific sprawl. And Epcot Center is the heart of it all. 
Just so there's no confusion, Epcot Center is located in the center of Epcot. And Epcot Center is made up of two parts, which is Future World and the World Showcase. It's 2.5 miles from the Magic Kingdom, which is also part of Epcot, which is what the entire 27,000-acre area, known as the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, or Epcot, or Walt Disney World, is called. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. I hear a thousand voices loud and strong. questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know hey d heads this is aaron and i'm back with another installment of i want to know i've been seeing some great pictures from mickey's not so scary halloween party and it sure makes me wish i could be down there to enjoy it but i love seeing the pics and watching the videos well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Nikki of Houston, Texas, and she writes, Aaron of Diz Radio, love the show. My question is about a box set. I recall there was a Disney box set out many years ago of music not used in Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and Beauty and the Beast. I cannot recall the name of it, or if it's still around. This is now probably over 15 years ago. It had CD or tape editions. Any ideas on what it is and if I can get it anywhere? I know it had alternate storylines of Aladdin and all kinds of cool, unused things. Thank you so much. Well, you're referring to the music behind the magic. The music behind the magic, the musical artistry of Alan Menken, Howard Ashman, and Tim Rice, is a four-disc box set highlighting the creative evolution behind the music of Disney's The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Released on November 22, 1994 on Walt Disney Records, the set includes work tape recordings, demos, previously released final recordings, and unreleased master recordings of songs and score cues. This box set includes the music that Alan Menken and Howard Ashman wrote for those three Disney animated films, plus bonus tracks. First, there's the Little Mermaid, 
which features many demos in addition to the regular soundtrack. Second is Beauty and the Beast, again with the addition of several demos. Lastly, there is Aladdin. Tragically, Howard Ashman died before the film was completed, so Tim Rice was brought in to help Mencken finish the songs. Many Ashman-Mencken demos of songs that did not make it into the movie are included. These songs were not dropped because of lack of quality, but rather because the storyline of the movie changed. An example, Proud of Your Boy, is a great song that Aladdin would have sung to his mother, but couldn't be used because the mother character was cut from the film. This collection serves as a wonderful tribute to the late great Howard Ashman. This box set is available on Amazon, and if you don't mind it used, you can get some great deals on it on eBay. Well, our next question is from Michael G, and he writes, Disney On Demand? My question for Aaron of the team is about the late Robin Williams. I found a video on YouTube of him as a cartoon from MGM Studio Days. I was too young to even remember this film. I loved it even though I did not know who the old guy was. When did this run at the park, and where was it located? Thank you from a fellow D-head. Well, the film you're referring to is called Back to Neverland. The magic of Disney animation is where this was located, and that was a show and tour at the Disney Hollywood Studios. Originally, when the park first opened in 1989, the feature animation pavilion of The Magic of Disney Animation included four connected experiences which explored the legacy of Disney animation. The tour commenced with the short film entitled Back to Neverland, in which veteran newscaster Walter Cronkite and comedian Robin Williams guided guests to the different stages in animating a feature-length film by turning Williams into an animated character in the form of one of the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Following that introductory film, guests would witness the process of animation firsthand from elevated glass-enclosed walkways within Disney's actual animation studio. third segment of the animation tour was a short film in which Disney animators described the joy of the art of an animation, and a finale film entitled Classic Disney presented a montage of key moments from classic animated Disney films. Back to Neverland ran until 2003. This introduction to Disney animation led to Robin being cast as the genie in Aladdin, which debuted in theaters in 1993. As an homage to Back to Neverland, the genie in Aladdin is seen wearing the same Hawaiian shirt and goofy hat near the end of the film that he wore at the beginning of the short that was at Disney MGM Studios. That's pretty cool, and I sure do miss the old studio days. Well, our final question this week is from Maria of Alabama, and she writes, Love the podcast, guys and gals. Just discovered your show and been listening to all the old back shows when I can. So it got me thinking about a lot of Disney questions I could ask, so here I go. In Disney's Big Thunder Mountain, they have a backstory as all rides do. Did they ever clarify a story for Big Thunder? And was there ever a song or theme song for the attraction like how Space Mountain has its soundtrack? Your new listener in D-Hit. Well, this is one of my favorite attractions at the park. It's one of the first coasters my son rode. 
let's start with the original backstory. Although the details of this backstory vary from park to park, all follow the same general story arcs. Sometime in the late 1800s, gold was discovered on Big Thunder Mountain in the American Southwest. Overnight, the small mining town of Rainbow Ridge at Disneyland, Tumbleweed at the Magic Kingdom, or Thunder Mesa at Disneyland Paris, became a thriving mining town. Mining was prosperous, and an extensive line of mine trains was set up to transport the ore. Unknown to the settlers, the mountain was a sacred spot to local Native Americans and was cursed. Before long, the settlers' desecration of the mountain caused a great tragedy, which, depending on the park, is usually depicted to be an earthquake at Disneyland Paris and Disneyland, a tsunami at Tokyo Disneyland, and a flash flood at Magic Kingdom would befall the mines in town, and the town was abandoned. Sometime later, the locomotives are found to be racing around the mountain on their own, without engineers or a crew. The Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was founded in the old mining camp to allow tourists to take rides on the possessed trains. In keeping with the theme, the station buildings on all four versions of the ride are designed to look as though they are abandoned offices of a mining company from the mid to late 19th century. The mountains themselves are themed to the red rock formations of the American Southwest. However, on November 19, 2012, Disney announced a new backstory for Big Thunder Mountain. According to Disney, Barnabas T. Bullion is the founder and president of Big Thunder Mining Company. The longtime mining magnate comes from a powerful East Coast family and considers gold to be his very birthright by virtue of his oddly appropriate name. In fact, he considers the ultimate gold, gold strike to be his destiny. And that is why he is having so much trouble with Big Thunder Mountain. According to superstitious locals, Big Thunder Mountain is very protective of the gold it holds within, and the unfortunate soul who attempts to mine its riches is destined to fail. And so far, that prophecy is coming to pass. The mine has been plagued by mysterious forces and natural disasters ever since. And yet, the Big Thunder Mining Company is still in operation. In fact, Bullion is discovering new veins of gold and digging new shafts every day, offering a closer look at the Big Thunder Mining operation than ever before. But, a word to the wise, for anyone attempting to visit the mountain, watch out for runaway trains. Well, in fact, the portrait of Barnabas that appears on the ride is the likeness of Tony Baxter, the Imagineer who created the ride. The musical loop played inside the queue for Big Thunder is approximately 20 minutes long and features 14 songs. These songs include West of the Wide Missouri, All Aboard the Mine Train, California Gold, Rock Candy Mountain, Saloon Willie, Old Yeller, Pecos Bill, Old Betsy, Tavern in the Town, Roman the Lawless West, Buffalo Gals, Rock Candy Mountain, Hand Me Down My Walking Cane, and There's No Place I Come. But my favorite is always the announcement by the prospector to keep arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. And Jonathan has a special surprise after my segment for Big Thunder Mountain. 
Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week. Those tracks off the port side lead to Big Thunder Mountain, where gold was found a few years back. Indian legends say that evil spirits haunt the area. Well, the miners are starting to believe that, what with all the runaway trains that have been hurtling down the mountain lately. Speaking of trains, well, there's one that's run into a pile of trouble. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. There's a frightened, trembling man His body's weak and feeble And his skin has lost its tan But I asked him for a ticket He turned and shook his head He grabbed me by the shoulder And this is what he said Before you get on board this train There's something you should know When I finish with this tale You might not want to go I listened with amazement That what he said was true And now, my friend, the time has come To tell this tale to you Hear the legend of Thunder Mountain If you eat a pot and stay away From the Thunder Mountain Railroad Thunder Mountain Railroad Said as the legend has it on one foggy night in June The train and crew pulled out at twelve beneath the darkened moon The boiler full of water and the tinder full of coal The whistle screamed a warning as the wheels began to roll Then like a buggy bronco with a cougar on its back The train began to run away now miles and miles of track What happened to the crew that night no one has ever learned The train pulled in all by itself the men did not return. Here's a legend of Thunder Mountain. If you eat a pot and stay away from the Thunder Mountain Railroad, Thunder Mountain Railroad run away. Thunder continues to unfold The stories of its danger continue to be told Avalanche and rattlesnakes and earthquakes in the night And voices of that phantom crew that chill your rugged So please forgive me, mister, if I'm standing in your way But before you buy your ticket, there's one thing I have to say Hear the legend of the mountain
Um, sorry for the hold-up, folks. There seems to be a slow-moving train up ahead, so we got to sit here for a spell. You just remain seated, and we'll be right with you. Hear the message. We get the tricks. You get the treats. Tune in all October for our annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. Let Jonathan and the D-Team lead you into your doom buggy with Halloween guests, spooky tunes, and Halloween fun. Only on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Happy Hello wishes, everyone. Serpents and spiders, <laughs> tail of a rat. Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Hi, this is Dora Birch uh, from Hocus Pocus, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. Hey again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. As always, let's begin. Starting out this week in Disney history, we start in 1904 with British film and radio actor Tom Conway, the narrator of Disney's 1953 classic film Peter Pan, being born in St. Petersburg, Russia. In 1928, Walt Disney, while visiting New York, wrote a letter to his brother Roy, an animator of iWorks, about the next day's recording session for Steamboat Willie. Unfortunately, the session ended up becoming a complete disaster, and Walt realized that the technology to help indicate the tempo which the music should be performed actually needed to be developed and was not available yet. Also in 1928, Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse trademark application is granted. In 1937, Walt Disney screens 1,000 feet of his newest animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, for RKO executives. In 1941, two days after the official end of the strike at the Disney studio, work finally resumed with 694 employees on the payroll, going down from 1,200. In 1944, Disney's goofy short, How to Play Football, was released. In 1948, actor John Ritter, best known for his role as Jack Tripper on the late 70s sitcom Three's Company, is born in Burbank, California. Also in 1948, actor Jeremy Irons, the one-time narrator of Epcot's Spaceship Earth, is born in Cowes, Isle of Wight, England. In 1955, the Disneyland television series opened its second season on ABC with an edited version of the 1941 hit Dumbo. Also in 55, filmmaker Bruce Reitherman, who was the voice of Christopher Robin in The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and Mowgli in The Jungle Book, is born in Burbank, California. In 1964, at the White House, U.S. President Johnson presented Walt Disney with the Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civil honor. Recipients of the medal are those who have made outstanding contributions to, to the security or national interests of the United States or towards world, world peace. In 1984, actor Adam Lamberg, who played David Gordo Gordon on the Disney Channel sitcom Lizzie McGuire, is born in New York City. In 1985, Disney's first Saturday morning animated TV shows, Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears and Disney's Wuzzles, both debut. Also, in 1985, The Golden Girls premiered. In 1987, DuckTales, an animated television series based on Carl Barks' Uncle Scrooge comic book series, premiered. In 1991, the Main Street Electrical Parade has its final performance at Disney World. This version will be shipped to France and be used at Disneyland Paris. 
Also in 1991, the new sitcom Home Improvement, starring comedian Tim Allen, debuted on ABC TV. In 1996, at Epcot, the Universe of Energy reopened, and it now stars comedian and talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, as well as Bill Nye the Science Guy, TV game show host Alex Trebek, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Although Ellen's Energy Crisis is the name of it, the attraction later gets renamed to Ellen's Energy Adventure. In 1997, the second episode of Muppets Tonight to air on Disney Channel debuts with guest star Rick Moranis. Also in 1997, Disney's Downtown Disney's West Side premieres in Florida, which was a 66-acre addition to Disney World's third shopping district, and included places such as Wolfgang Puck, Puck Cafe, House of Blues, Bongo's Cuban Cafe, the Virgin Megastore, and the expanded AMC Pleasure Island 24 Theater Cinema. In 2000, Disney's directed video The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea is released. In 2001, Walt, The Man Behind the Myth, a TV special about Walt Disney, airs and is narrated by none other than Dick Van Dyke himself. In 2007, Walt Disney's hometown, Toonfest, kicks off for two days in Marceline, Missouri. The hometown of Walt was from 1906 to 1911, Marceline throws a celebration every September to honor him. In 2008, Disney World formally plans, reveals plans for its Bay Lake Tower at Disney World's Contemporary Resort. In 2009, the world premiere of the groundbreaking documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty took place at the Toronto International Film Festival. In 2011, the 26th newly designed Disney store to open in the U.S. debuted at the St. Louis Galleria, which is a mall in St. Louis, Missouri. This mall actually is only about an hour away from me, and I must say it's one of my absolute favorite Disney stores to go to. It's just very well-themed and laid out, and uh, being a person near St. Louis, you need all the Disney magic you can find out here. And closing out this week is 2012, when Finding Nemo 3D is re-released to theaters for a limited time only. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Have a great week, and as always, see you real soon. Cooper, and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that piece. We got $9.52 from you, Brenner. Thank you. We got $184 from Doris and me. Sanka, how did your singing on the street go? How did it go? It went like this. Enough people say, you know, they can't believe. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. Sanka. We have the one Doris. How, how much? much? I made a dollar and 16 cents. Oh, that's great. We're only short about 19,000 bucks. Sorry, I'm late, everybody. No, really. That is terrific. Unpack a suitcase, Junior. We're not going. That's too bad. Whoa. Where'd you get it, man? I sold my car. Yes, man. I am going. No, we're not. Look here, Junior. I appreciate what you're trying to do here. We can't accept this money. It just wouldn't be proper. Oh, Doris, if I hadn't tripped you fellas, we'd already been going to the Olympics. I want you to have it. You mean you want us to have it, right? Right. Us. Thanks a lot, Junior. Thanks a whole heap, man. Remember, this doesn't mean that I like you. You understand? Be sure to thank your father for us, because Lord knows he didn't have to let you sell that car. Well, uh, he doesn't know I sold the car. Um, 
He doesn't know I'm on the team. <laughs> he thinks I'm off to Miami. And I loan the car to a friend to work for Webster Webster and Cohen. Some place like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say you know them can't believe. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have yes. this wanderies. And no one junior. You Sanka. The fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I'm enjoying my homemade Dole Whip. Yes, I had enough time with the D-team here to make myself a homemade Dole Whip here in the studio, and it is refreshing. So thank you once again to the team of Caitlin, Nathan, and Aaron, all for stopping in with your signature segments. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-team on DizRadio.com, send them emails, and connect up with them directly. Get involved, talk with the team. Don't be shy. They love to talk back. So thank you, team, for stopping in here at the show. And coming up very soon, we're going to take that trip down memory lane with Madonna's Like a Prayer, Cool Runnings, Waiting to Exhale Above the Rim, Oz, many other things, as we have Leon, yes, Doris from Cool Runnings, stopping in here very soon as well. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to jump right back into news hot off the D-wire instead of slowing things down here. And how about Shanghai Disney winning an Architectural Practices Award? Yes, Shanghai Disney Resort hasn't even been built yet. Yet, and it's already scooped up an award. The American Institute of Architects announced this week and presented Walt Disney Imagineering with its Architectural Practice Award for its use of building information modeling on the Enchanted Storybook Castle, designed to be the world's tallest and largest of all the Disney castles. Now, building information modeling is a process of generating and managing digital representations of structures and facilities. Now, as they have released, it would be hard to imagine designing and building such a complex structure without having one integrated central smart model like building information modeling, said Howard Brown, Senior Vice President of Project Development of Walt Disney Imagineering in Shanghai. Now, the Enchanted Storybook Castle will be the centerpiece of Shanghai Disney Resort, and workers this week sink their first pile into the ground for the castle's foundations. Now, the castle will combine performances, restaurants, and other entertainment as well, and its winding staircase will lead visitors as to what Disney is calling a memorable once-upon-a-time adventure. As we have said, it is going to be the largest of all the Disney castles to date. But now Shanghai Disney has won the Architectural Practices Award already. Now, sticking with Disney here and things that are unusual, different, how about Pogo? Yes, we all know Pogo, and if you don't know Pogo, he is actually a great mix artist. What he does is he takes a variety of snippets and things from Disney films, whether that's audio, clips, name it, and he puts it into a song. And now Pogo has created music from taking all kinds of clips and snips from TV shows, films, to create a variety of different songs. But now Pogo has now Pogoized some of the classic Disney songs and films to make it into something new. Pogoisms, like I said, are just ways of taking little snippets and sentences and mixing it up to make a song. Well, now he uses new clips from Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin, Dumble, Mary Poppins, and The Little Mermaid. And you'd think that combining sounds from all these movies would create something horrible. It's actually a very awesome... I, I, I can't even just describe it. 
It's a fantastic song. It is definitely one that you want to check out. We do have a link for it on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. Now, this is a way of creating something new for Disney that's memorable, fun, it's hip, it's catchy. And at the same time, it's keeping the classics alive. I mean, he didn't add in Frozen. He didn't add in all the new things. I mean, seriously, he added the classics. So it is awesome. And now you can check out Pogo's newest release using Disney's classics. Now, moving away from all those kinds of classics, and how about park classics? And how about Hollywood Studios? Yes, I miss the golden days of the MGM Studios. Going on the great movie ride, the Chinese theater was the center of attention, not that silly, stupid hat in the middle of the park. But, I mean, seriously, it was a great park in its golden days. Going to watch filmings of the Mickey Mouse Club, the Backlot Tours, and just, it was a fun time. I mean, it was awesome. I remember talking with the cast of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on our earlier shows about, you know, sitting on the Bumblebee. How many of us got to do that on that Backlot Tour? Well, now news has been released that Bye Bye Backlot Tour is coming. Yes, Hollywood Studios is now going to be just saying goodbye to the Backlot Tour that we all know and love with Catastrophe Canyon. Pixar Place is expanding, as we all know. Once Oaken's Trading Post and all those are moved away, they are building a third track for the Toy Story Midway Mania, which remains to be ever popular. But now the Backlot Tour is going to be moving as well. They're taking it down, so if you're going to go out there and catch Catastrophe Canyon, now is your time to do it. If you want to have all the guns shot at you while you're standing on that ship deck in your raincoats, getting gallons of water dumped on you, go do that as well because the Backlot Tour is going to be leaving. Now, I'm going to say that it's probably getting leveled because they're going to work on a huge expansion for Star Wars. So, I mean, there is an upside to this, and things do have to evolve. I understand that as a Disney fan, so I'm not going to just bash everything that they do because, you know what, there's always a rhyme and a reason, and I'm sure we'll thoroughly enjoy it. Now, speaking of classics and kind of revitalizing classics and changing classics... How about Disney finding its Pete for the Pete's Dragon remake? That's right, Oaks Fegley and Ona Lawrence are now set to star in the Disney remake of Pete's Dragon. Now, David Lowry is set to direct the script that he wrote with Toby Hulbricks. Now, it's a reinvention of the 1977 classic that revolves around Pete and his best friend, Elliot, who happens to be a dragon. Now, the first film was a musical, and it starred Helen Reddy, as we all love, as the lovable mother. Now, you can catch our interview with Helen Reddy in our archives when we talked about Pete's Dragon and filming that classic film. But this one is set to be a straight narrative, no music. It's not going to be a musical at all. It's going to be a live action with CGI. Now, Jim Whitaker is producing the film. Now, Lawrence is going to be a newly created character named Natalie, another one of Pete's friends. Now, she received a Tony Award for her work in Broadway's Matilda. Now, this news only adds to a good month for Fagley and that he is having. Not only is he going to be Pete in the all-new Pete's Dragon, you can see him as young Eli Thompson in the final season of HBO's Boardwalk Empire, and he also portrays the younger version of Jason Bateman's character in This Is Where I Leave You. Now, he was also seen in the indie film Fort Bliss, opposite of Ron Livingston and Michelle Monaghan, which opened in April. So this is all new. The newest Pete for Pete's Dragon, he is out and about and released. So we'll see where this film is going to take us. So all VD heads, with that said, that's it for news. I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. We still have Jason here as he's going to go down into the vault and get another DVD and Blu-ray that you are going to want to add to your collection. And we also have Paige back with the Magical Music Review as she's going to go into the fantastic soundtrack of Cool Runnings. And the next time you hear me... I'm going to have none other than Leon DeReese from Cool Runnings here on the show. So I'm going to release the reins to the D-team, sit back, enjoy the rest of this Dole Whip, and 
Presnon here with this week's show. So the next time I'm back, all of you D-heads, I'm going to have Leon here from Cool Runnings, waiting to exhale Madonna's Like a Prayer video, Leon and the Peoples, Above the Rim, Oz, and the list could go on very soon here on the show. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Like Freddy, them see don't punish sled, them 
that was steady. Bend them in a motion, them a rock and a dolly. I control the stead with the weight of them body. Yes, man, four of them men and they bobsled posse. You will bring a terrence in your song, cause they never ready. When them reach the Olympics, we proud and Ira, Ira, Ira. the co-author of The Elf on the Shelf, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. I was refraining everything in my power to not use a Jamaican accent. And why, you may ask? Well, with everyone that's upstairs at the DoD studios, I figured, why fall into the cliché? Alright, well, I probably will at some point, but you know how I am down here. And with that, really tickles me to be able to bring out this fine classic from the vault to you this week. I'm bringing out, of course, Cool Runnings which, believe it or not, is, again, you hear me say it a lot, one of my favorites, and it really is, because in most Disney live-action films, if not the animated classics, there's always a great message or a moral to it, and that is perseverance and the willing to accept the unaccepted. So, with that, I'm going to delve into, unfortunately not a Blu-ray, but a DVD release of the classic Disney film, Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings is really based on a true story, believe it or not. It is the comedic saga of four Jamaican athletes who go to every extreme to compete as bobsled racers in the Winter Olympics. Well, as you can imagine, with a a limited resource, namely snow, and virtually no idea of how this sport actually works, it's going to take everything in their power to be able to remove their, the diversity that's within their group to overcome obstacles and obtain gold in Calgary, Canada, the year in which they were competing for the Winter Olympics. The tale begins when Doris Bannock, who's played by our new D-head, Leon, realizing that due to an accident has ruined every chance of him getting into the 88 Olympics for the Jamaican team in track. So he's looking for any sport possible to compete in. Enter Irv Blitzer, played by the late and great and gone too soon John Candy, who's now living in Jamaica, who happens to be a gold medal bobsledding winner. Doris chooses bobsledding, convinces Irv to coach the team, and all is set, right? Well, of course, Doris has to form his team and gets his friends together, Sanka, Junior, and Yule. After many near misses, fatal disasters, and a lot of humor, the group finally gets it together and heads off to Calgary, where they compete in the Winter Olympics. This story has become noted and famed ever since, and quite frankly, is probably one of the best underdog stories told 
and seen cinematically in a very humorous way. Well, if you were to pop this fine DVD in, and I know there are many places you can still get it. There are outlets to purchase it rather cheaply now, so if you're looking to add this to your collection, I'd suggest doing so. Again, it is a DVD release, so it's not going to be as pristine as a good Blu-ray. But you know what? It still holds true to the quality in which you saw it on the screen. Now, don't get me wrong, it would have benefited from a 16x9 enhancement. However, it is solid and it holds true. The color palette is good, especially when you're in those vibrant Jamaican scenes, to those colder, bluer Calgary moments. While looking at the audio... Well, it thankfully, this was released in Dolby Digital 5.1, so you're going to get a good use of your sound system. That makes a, a lot of difference, uh, especially since I'm going through each and every animated classics from beginning to current, and you do notice the difference when some of them are only produced in mono. The extras? Well, unfortunately, not a lot. You're just going to be getting the theatrical trailer, which is full screen, thankfully, and in 2.0 sound. But about that, that's all you're going to get. So, in all, this 1993 comedy, well worth putting it on your shelf. Looking at who's a part of this fine film, of course you have Leon, Dougie Doug, John Candy, and the director, John Turtletop. Who is that, you may ask? Why, he gave us great Disney films. The Kid, National Treasure, National Treasure Book of Secrets, and of course, Cool Runnings. So, if you're looking to add yet another fine Disney movie, this is one that needs to slide right onto your shelf. So, Amon, we are going to close out the vault this time. See, I told you I was going to fall into the trap. And we're going to put this one away under Sportastic Entertainment. And we'll see you again next week with another great DVD or Blu-ray review in the vault. So until next time, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. From Walt Disney Pictures. And who are you? The Jamaican bobsled team, sir. <laughs> they always dreamed of competing in the Olympics. But before they can make a name for themselves... Where did these guys come from? Jamaica! They've got to find a name for their sled. Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. That's my mother's name. Tallulah. Inspired by the true story, Cool Runnings, rated PG, starts Friday, October 1st. Bobsled race is about one thing, the push start. Now I know you dainty little track stars think you're fast. Well, let's see how fast you are when you push a 600-pound sled. Now a respectable start time is 5.7 seconds. If you speed demons can't whip off an even six flat, then you have a better chance of becoming a barbershop quartet. Right here in the Volkswagen, we're gonna practice. Go! Junior! Put the ball down! Come on, hustle! Catch up with him! Hey!
Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those is somebody that you see on this big screen, you've seen him on the small screen, you may hear him sing and everything else. You know him from such things like Madonna's Like a Prayer, as well as movies like Cliffhanger, Waiting to Exhale, All the Right Moves. But all of you Disney fans know him from Cool Runnings. We have none other than Leon with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hey, it's my pleasure. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, in the Disney community, Cool Runnings has continued to be just this huge cult, uh, you know, fan movie. But before we jump into that, I guess your entire career, acting, music, and whatnot, I guess what led you down that path? Was it something early on where you just had the bug and, uh, you know, decided to pursue it? Well, you know, it's just funny. It's kind of acting kind of found me um, while in college. I'm a graduate film student. Um, I was a freshman, grabbed me and begged me to be in this movie. And I was like, well... Why me? Why don't you get one of the guys in the theater arts departments? I'm sure they would love to be in the movie. And he was like, the way you look, the way you carry yourself. I just think you should be in the movies. I want to be the first one to put you in the movies. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll try anything once if it's safe. And I did this movie. It was called A Photographer. And, you know, it was very strange. I had that same kind of feeling you have when you sit across from someone that you just met for like an hour, but you feel like you've known them for so much longer. And that's the way I felt on the set. And so I kind of changed my major and, you know, became a drama major and started acting. Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing, too, now where, you know, you have gone on to do a variety of different things. I mean, everybody knows, you know, of course, Madonna's like a prayer, you know, highly controversial video, of course, that uh, many different things. And for all of our Disney fans, I guess jumping into Cool Runnings right away and playing the lead role in that, I guess, uh, how did you land, you know, the role in Cool Runnings? And, uh, you know, did you actually learn how to bobsled? Yeah, um, the role in Cool Runnings, you know, they went down and they had scouted um, areas in Jamaica. And everywhere they went, you know, people were just saying, uh, oh, Leon, 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 Leon has to be in a movie. Leon's our favorite actor. So it was just really funny when they came back, the ones doing everything, you know, they called my agent and called me in and they said, what is this? Everywhere we go, people just talk about you in Jamaica. I said, yeah, they love me, you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, um, you know, we went through all the traditional stuff, and, um, you know, I got the role, and, you know, and then Brian Gibson, who was originally was going to do it, um, the movie got pushed back because he got, um, what's love got to do with it, so 
it got pushed back a year, and then John Turlton became the director, and had to recast it all over again. So there I was again. <laughs> well, you know, and with that film, you know, that is something where it's telling a true story and whatnot. Now, I guess when it comes to, you know, bobsledding in Jamaica, and was it something where, you know, you read the script and you just really enjoyed, uh, you know, this powerful story about, you know, basically the underdogs triumphing? Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I knew, I mean, I knew the story of the Jamaican bobsled team, obviously, and so, you know, the the story that was told because it was it was not the true story; it was inspired by. And the story was, it's, a, it's not a water story. It's the kind of story that everyone can identify with. You know, everyone can imagine what it would be like to be the only one of your kind someplace and how that would feel. And I think that's what people really, really attracts people to cool runnings, you know. I mean, I remember seeing the first screening of it at the Montreal Film Festival, and it says, um, who's this country? And, and everyone in the video, Jamaica. I mean, if you weren't even from Jamaica. <laughs> it's still just becoming Jamaican while they're watching the movie. Well, you know, and with something, like you said, you know, inspired by the story, you know, fish out of water, something that really inspires people a lot of times. Now, on the set and things like that, did you guys actually learn how to bobsled? You know, is that something where uh, you, you actually had to go through the grueling, uh, the, I guess, the grueling trials, or were, uh, or were you just the actor on the set? No, no, you know, for one thing, there's a couple things involved with filming. For my part, for example, we all went down in the bobsled, which is very rough. I could never go down in my position, obviously, because I'm the driver. So, and if I was driving, I couldn't get anyone else to get in the sled with me, trust me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, I, I've gone down, you know, not in my position, and it's a very rough ride. Oh, and you talk about getting banged up. But, of course, we had to learn, you know, you know, how to start the bobsled and all this training. Like that. We had to train for quite a bit, you know, up in, um, in Calgary you know, getting ourselves in shape and being fit and everything else. And so for me, you know, as I approach like I approach most of my roles when I get a chance, you know, it just I basically line my walls with exactly what I looked. I looked at all these track stars and I wanted my body to look like theirs and you know, I just wanted to be real. Well, you know, and, you know, doing that, I mean, it really came off. It portrayed as you guys were a full-fledged team and whatnot. Now, I guess when you're on the set, um, you know, with the film, you know, was it just one big family? And was there any, uh, I guess, uh, hijinks or fun or things that we're never going to see on camera that uh, just is truly memorable that you've taken away with you even to this day? Yeah, you know, there's several things. I mean, especially when we got down to um, Jamaica, spending two months in Jamaica, my second home was just fantastic. And, you know, I had a cook and all the guys would always come over to my place, my cottage, and, you know, he would, my, my guy Carl P, he was a rock the chef, he would cook for everybody, and it was just fantastic. And, um, and, you know, it was just, it was just great being in that atmosphere. Um, there were so many funny things that happened, but I guess one of the funniest things that I could always remember was, um, John Candy, um, may he rest in peace. He was just fantastic and very lovely and generous guy. And I remember he took Dougie Doug and I, to a hockey game. I guess he was part owners of one of the teams. And um <laughs> and Dougie Doug and I just imagine if we were two black commentators of hockey, but we were hockey we were commentating like we were it was a basketball game. So we were making all these references that, I mean John Candy was on the floor. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 he was. He thought that that should be a skit somewhere. It was just, he was so. It was just. He was so funny. Well, you know, I guess you know, with the film, things like that. You know, it's the kind of thing where now, um, you know, I guess, how do you feel that you inspired such a thing where you know the Jamaican bobsled team was calling themselves Cool Runnings Two and things like that? Um, I, I guess does it feel good knowing that all these years later, this film 
has still continued to inspire people. And it really is a Disney, I guess, cult fan favorite. Fan favorite. I mean, people just really do love this film. No, no, it's just amazing. You know, recently um, we were inducted into the um, Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. And we went up there and it was like, you know, $100 plate dinner, sold out. People would see this movie. And then it was public screening of it. And public screens of it at a movie theater, I mean, lines are around the block. You can't get in the place. And these are people who own the movie already. And the crazy thing is, during the screening, I mean, I didn't go in the screen. I just went towards the end. You could hear a pin drop in there towards the end. I mean, people, and the stories people told of how this movie affected their lives and stuff. There's one 10-year-old kid whose dad had passed away. And he was just, Destroyed, and he watched Cool Running for 30 days straight, and it helped him get over the death of his dad. And it was like people were telling these stories, and it was just amazing that people inspired, you know, how inspired they were from this movie. Definitely, you know. Now, I guess with that and inspiring it like that, when you go out in public and that, I guess you know you have so many other things in your resume that I'm sure we'll touch base upon. But do you ever just get get uh, noticed right away, and they're like, Doris, Doris? Um, yeah, people come up to me about Cool Runnings all the time. You know, the thing with me is that I have a few movies that have just really resonated in people's heads. I feel very lucky, you know, like, you know, the Temptations movie and um, as well as Cool Runnings and as well as Above the Rim and, you know, and a couple of others. And so, you know, it, they're always yelling out my character's names to me from different things. And I love that because I, I, I prefer to be known by my characters as opposed to me. I prefer to be a private person. So, you know, I love it that people love the movies. They love the characters and they, rec- and they recite my lines to me. And, you know, it's, it's great. Well, I guess, you know, and moving on from Cool Runnings and many other things, like you said, you were part of so many other films, you know, Cliffhanger, The Five Heartbeats, The Temptations, and that's going to lead me into, you know, musical things. You know, you, you know, of course, Little Richard, The Temptations, Five Heartbeats. I mean, that's three different, uh, you know, musical films. Now, is music something that you truly do love? Music something I truly love. Uh, my band, Leon and the Peoples, have been together for like 10 years, and We've you know, traveled around the country playing our music on new singles out right now called Love is a Beautiful Thing. It's on um, Spectra Records, which is our new record label. And, um, yeah, the album, the new album is coming out um, beginning of next year. Our first record was nominated for International Reggae and World Music Award and won Best International Artist, Joe Higgs Reggae Awards. And, yeah, just making music and making people happy, and it's, it's great. I love it. And, you know, it's definitely a big part of my life. Well, you know, and when it comes to something like, you know, like music, like you said, with Leon and the Peoples, as well as doing musical films, um, you know, are you a little bit more drawn to musical films just because, you know, you love playing, you know, like I said, with your band, you know, last 10 years, things like that. Is musical films something you really enjoy as well then because it kind of combines the two loves that you have? Well, yes, for one reason. And then it's also just what affected me when I was younger. I guess I guess there's no other star. Um, affected me more, and his movies I liked as a kid were Elvis Presley movies. And <laughs> in Elvis Presley movies, he would kiss the prettiest girl, and he would sing, and he would do it all. And it was like I, I remember as a little kid going like this, "Wow, yeah, okay, I like to do that." <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess, you know, looking at your career, you know, you've done so many different movies and things. Now, looking back, is there just one movie or one role um, that you've, you know, you portrayed, whether that's any film, anything at all, that, you know, you truly will remember forever? It was just that one special moment in your life, more than any, that you're just always going to remember that, uh, you know, you know, years and years from now, it's just that one film that, uh, you know, may make it to memoirs one day. Wow. I don't know. I don't really think so, because, you know, for the most part, 
when I make a movie, I just give it my all, and then I let it go. And I, I hardly have ever watched any of my movies other than initial screenings. Um, just because I'm too critical of myself and, and I, and I wind up, you know, looking at it and taking myself apart instead of enjoying the story. So, I don't, you know, I don't really, I, I, what I always say is that, you know, my favorite movie of all times, the one I love the most, is the one that you love the most. Because you're the one that I make movies for. I don't make movies for me. And, you know, and that's the kind of thing where it's a, it's a good answer, too. Like you said, you know, earlier, you know, you like when people call out your character and things like that, where then you know you're doing your job right as an actor because they're resonating with the story. And like you said, I guess your favorite is their favorite because if you were able to touch their life with any of your films, then, then you know you've done good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic that, you know, when people just really, you know, react to a film and it really has an effect on them. And so, and it can... We have such varied tastes. It's so subjective. So something that I love maybe the least is, is someone else's favorite. And it's, I mean, it's surprising people come up to me like, oh, yeah, I love you. It's also what my real favorite is. I'm like, and I say to myself, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, and, and looking back at your career here, and, you know, we touched base on this earlier, and Like a Prayer with Madonna. Now, that was something that received such, uh, you know, over-the-top reactions and things like that. Did it really catch you off guard that how controversial they ended up making uh, that video out to be with the media and public and press? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone was. I mean, it was, um, I mean, I thought that the song would be number one. I thought it would be maybe even the lead-off story on the, in the entertainment section, but it was the lead-off story of the news, period. <laughs> so, so I, mean, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, outside of entertainment news, and it sure was. <laughs> Well, you know, and then it, it continued to, you know, just really build up and things like that. And, you know, now all these years later, it's back to being, you know, critically acclaimed and groundbreaking and, and things like that. And now you're you're part of that as well. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Without a doubt. I mean, I think it was years after. I mean, it was, it was very shortly after. I think it was voted the number two video of the entire century behind um, Thriller. So, I mean, I think it's safe to say people loved it. <laughs> Now, you know, aside from just music and movies and things like that, you also do theater, you know, and you've had a chance to, you know, uh, you know, be on stage with Billy D. Williams and, uh, you know, people like that. Now, I guess uh, in theater, the one thing with theater that is slightly different is the, you know, live audience reaction. You're on stage. Um, is there something about theater that you just really like where you have that initial response right there in front of everybody? Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's the best thing in the world. It is, um, you know, as you're an actor and how you train to be an actor is on stage. So, you know, theater is like going home. And, you know, to do theater and to have to tell that story in front of a live audience is, you know, it's fantastic. It's great. There's nothing that can ever replace it. And so I think that time and time again, you'll see people like my friend Denzel Washington and many other actors, John Lithgow, everyone else, who constantly, despite, you know, thriving, very successful movie careers will always go back to the theater because it's just a place where you go back because you love. It's it's where you learn to act. It's where you became who you are. Definitely. Well, you know, and the kind of thing, too, on there, you know, with theater is, uh, I guess, it's the kind of thing where you have to be on your game all night. It's not, there's not a retake. So you got to be on your game. You got to know your lines and also improvise if something goes wrong. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But the good thing about it is that the audience doesn't know. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing when you're on stage, you know, singing, you know, Japan and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you know, something goes wrong. You know, someone hits the wrong chord or 
you, you know, you forget the lines or something like that. Unless, you know, unless there's someone who goes to every single show, they don't know. Well, you know, we know that you're busy, got a lot of things on the horizon. You know, I mean, fantastic resume. Like I said, The Temptations. I mean, so many different films and, uh, you know, movies and whatnot. Of course, for all of our Disney fans, Cool Runnings. You know, a band, Leon and the Peoples. I guess for all of your fans out there, uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans listening in of your movies, your music, your theater, um, just everybody out there who is a Leon fan? Yeah, I would just hope you continue to follow me. Um, definitely you can follow me on Twitter, which is at Just Leon. But more importantly, you know, I have like three movies in the can. Um, the next one is coming out as a romantic comedy called um, I Really Hate My Ex. And um, I would um, love you to just keep following and follow my band, Leon and the Peoples. And, you know, our love is a beautiful thing to her, hopefully be coming, you know, to your town. And our album will be coming out at the beginning of next year. And the single's out now, Love is a Beautiful Thing. So, so spread the love. Well, thank you once again, Leon. It was our pleasure having you stop in and, you know, go down memory lane. And we're looking forward to, you know, seeing you on the road with Leon and the Peoples. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oh, this is good. This is it. Everybody climb in. Pull up. We don't understand. You're not going to push start? No, we're going to push start next time. For your first run, I'm just going to nudge you off. Okay, everybody in. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Don't touch me. Hey, Baldy, get off my foot. Don't touch me. Hey, Blitzer. Why don't you put some training wheels on that sled? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Very funny. You want to kiss my egg? I'm not kissing no egg. Suit yourself. Now, listen up, fellas. I don't want you to worry about looking good out there. Ah, Blitzy. You're going to tuck them into? <laughs> hey, seem into you like nobody likes us. We're different. People are always afraid of what's different. Hey, Jamaica! Watch out for number 12 turn. Scary, huh? What's his problem? He's Josef Gruel. He's one of the best drivers in the world. Yeah, he's one of the biggest assholes in the world, too. <laughs> well, don't listen to him. You listen to me. Doris, right here. You got it? Remember, keep your hands soft and your mind clear. High in, low out. What is it? High in, low out. All right, put your helmets on, everybody. Let's go. Here we go. Come on. Helmets on. Hey, Coach. Yeah. I can't get my helmet on. Oh, thanks, Coach. That's what I'm here for. Oh, Coach? Yeah. I, I got to go, you know. Hold it. Hold it? Hold it. Hold it? Yeah, hold it. But, but Coach, I, I can't hold it. We're not bobsledding yet. Oh, yes, we are. Good! Good. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with another Magical Music Review. I had to dig deep into my Disney Music Library this week for this one. This week, we are taking a look at the 1993 soundtrack to Cool Runnings. Leon, otherwise known as Doris Bennick, is in with Jonathan this week, so I now have the perfect excuse to really look into this album. The score was composed by the well-known film composer Hans Zimmer, whose Disney credits include Muppet Treasure Island and the widely popular The Lion King. The music was also written by Jimmy Cliff and Nick Plenty Smith. The soundtrack was released by Sony. Heads up, this week will be a little shorter on my end. 
Lots of work piling up behind me. But I couldn't miss my weekly time with all of you. Now, let's head down to Jamaica and listen to some good music, Mon. Sanka, kick us off. Some people say you know them can't believe Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have yes. this one there is. I know one junior. You, Sanka. The fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. For those of you unfamiliar with Cool Runnings, the film opens with Leon, or Derice, training to run the 100-meter dash for the Olympics. It's bright and early in the morning, and it is a morning that brings with it a song with a great beat. I can't help but bounce to it as I'm listening to it now. Love You Want, sung by Wailing Souls, is an upbeat number. The lyrics encourage the listener to let go of any troubles, to let love fill their heart. The chorus says, don't be upset if you ain't got nobody. Don't get upset if you have no fun. Don't get upset when you wake up in the morning. Because every new day, life's just begun. Give thanks and praises. Love is coming your way. Take a listen and enjoy. song of the film wasn't released on the United States edition of the soundtrack. It was included only on the European edition. Rise Above It, sung by Lock, Stock, and Barrel, is a song that plays while the team is training in Canada. It's an upbeat song, with guitar, drums, synthesizers, and background singers to accompany the lead. The uplifting song is hard not to nod along with. The chorus repeats quite often, stating that if you've got a problem, you've got to rise above it. When you face a challenge, you've got to rise above it. When you're back against a wall, only way to go is up. Rise above it, come on and rise above it. Do you need a workout or inspirational get through the task song? Take a listen and see if this is it for you. It's only 
for today. Thanks for stopping by this week. Until next time, D-Heads. See ya. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney, it's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-Heads, I am back once again, and we had a jam-packed show. I hope you enjoyed our new kind of Disney show here at Disney On Demand. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Leon for stopping in and sharing those great stories about working on Cool Runnings, many other projects he's worked on, as well as his musical career. Thank you, Leon, for stopping in and sharing all this with all of our D-Heads and all of your fans out there. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, yes, Aaron, Caitlin, Paige, Jason, and Nathan, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show. It is because of the D-Team that makes it happen. Otherwise, you have to listen to me ramble. And also, all of you, the D-Heads. Yes, you make the show happen week in and week out. You are the reason that we bring this show to you every single week here at Disney On Demand. So thank all of you, the D-Heads, for tuning in, listening in, and spreading the word of our new kind of Disney show. Now, before I let you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week at the show, and might I add, it's a fun one, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all the back podcasts, latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. 
www.thebigshowpodcast.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue. B-L-U, and you can find all these links right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show with Stitcher Radio and iTunes and get the latest shows right there in your mobile devices, your phones, and more, so you can tune in, listen, and enjoy as soon as they hit the airwaves. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, next week, show number 87, we're one step closer to kicking off our not-so-scary month-long celebration. But before we do that... We're going to get into it with a little bit of twins, maybe heading over to the address of 227, because we have none other than Jackie Harry stopping in here at the show. Yes, Jackie, who you may know as the mother from Sister Sister, she was also the beautiful neighbor on 227 and many other films and classics. You know her voice, you know her from Girl Meets World, and many other great television classics and movies. So get ready as Jackie Harry is going to be stopping in here at the show. So all VD heads, with that said, I hope you enjoyed our trip into the Olympics and some cold weather as, as well as some Jamaican flair. And as I always say, take that moment, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all VD heads, I'll catch you online and uh, have a fun, fun weekend. Hello! Step forward and put your hand in mine. Ah, it, oh, oh, good heavens! I haven't seen a case of this since I was Lord Kitchener's personal physician in the Crimea. You've got, uh, Mogo on the Gogogo. The bad news is there's, there's no cure. Of course, the, of course, the good news is there's no disease either. <laughs> so just follow the instructions and in two weeks, uh, well, you'll be worse than ever. <laughs> and thank you so much for patronizing Shrunken Ned, the jungle's only self-service witch doctor. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney Company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.